Macworld Podcast Special Edition for September 1st, 2010. This is the special edition for the Apple Music Event. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Jason Snell. I'm going to pose as host today, although I'm a horrible fraud, because sitting across from me here in San Francisco in our offices is regular Macworld Podcast host Christopher Breen, who is my first, but um, among equals, guest. Hi, yeah. Chris. Hey, hello. But actually, it's not my week, so I'm not the host this week. So it, Because we're doing it weekly now. Filling so in for me is yes, me. Is, that's right. Um, and Phil Michaels is is uh, not here, so so lucky him. Um, he gets to take the the fortnight off. Um, also in San Francisco and not on the other end of a Skype line because this was a very big day is Dan Frake, senior editor as well. Hi, Dan. Hey, Jason. And yet another senior editor, Jonathan Seff, who is the uh, the guy who leads all of our iPod entertainment coverage. Hi, John. Hello. Well, okay. Uh, stuff happened today. As we speak, September 1st, we had an Apple event. Steve Jobs came out on stage. It was streamed live to portions of the internet. And <laughs> just portions, though. Just portions, certain portions with iOS devices or Snow Leopard or lucky enough that it didn't break down in the middle um, or stutter. And, more uh, so more you, than it actually did. So many yeah. people many people uh, saw this as well yeah. as, as John and I who were there in person and you guys were back here adding to our coverage from the offices. Lots of stuff to cover, lots of iPod announcements, some other related announcements. Um, to get it kicked off, though, let's let's talk about the topic number one of the day, which is the entire iPod line. And that sound you didn't hear was an asterisk that we'll get to. Um, the entire iPod line was refreshed today. And not just a little bit, but actually kind of a lot with a lot of new stuff. So as our resident iPod experts, I thought I would throw this out to you. Let's start down like Steve Jobs did down at the bottom with the iPod Shuffle, which has magically transformed into something as if the last generation of buttonless shuffle had never existed. We can dream. Yeah, they walked that one back. Yeah. And I was not sure they would do this because it's generally not in Apple's nature to walk things back. If they do something, they kind of commit to it. Uh, round mouse, for example. We were stuck with that for a long time. And in this case, I had hoped that they would – and I think all of us hoped that the shuffle would have buttons on it and they would bring that back. And sure enough, they did. Didn't think they'd do it. Yep. Well, you know, I have noticed that when they do something, they try to make a big deal about doing it wrong. You know, they, they don't just sudden, quietly say, you know, remove the product and, and they say, you know, we talked to users and, and users really told us they didn't like this. And so we, we decided to make it better. I mean, they, they, they make a big deal about how they listen to, to users. You know, they've done this with, you know, a few versions of the OS and a few other products. But yeah, that's what they said. They said, people told us they didn't like the fact that it had no buttons. So... We brought it back to buttons. And people and they may made... not have been buying very many of them right, either. Right, right, but they, But they did keep the good features from the last shuffle too, though. They, they kept the voiceover so you can hear what's going on. And, and, and they kept playlists, multiple playlists on a shuffle so you can actually switch between playlists. And those were things that people, even if they didn't like them, they thought those were nice features to have in a shuffle. And so now they've got that and... They put the buttons back on. It reminds me of the third generation iPod, right. which had those horizontal buttons that were kind of a usability disaster. Yes. And uh, cue the email from that one guy who liked it, who's right. on our forums, who keeps insisting they were great. But uh, clearly they walked that one back too yeah. in a very similar sort of way. Our customers yeah. told us this was a bad idea. And that's okay. You know, they try some stuff. They think it's going to be great. And I think, you know, when we all saw that that shuffle, we were like, really? You're going to have to use headphones, Apple's headphones or some third-party headphones with a controller? Didn't seem like a good 
good idea. They tried it out. And obviously, it wasn't just us shouting at the wind saying, no, this is wrong. Apparently, the customers felt the same way, which is nice to know that Apple was listening and and they walked it all the way back. It's a little bit smaller. A little smaller, right. There's not that little extra space on the end. It's basically almost square. It's it's yeah. the, it's the controls and nothing else, really, is the whole face of it. Right, and it's half the capacity, but they dropped the price to $49. Yeah. So now it's two gigs instead of four, um, making it a very affordable yeah, I mean, little, it, and little for iPhone. The features it has, it's actually, I mean, 49 bucks for multiple playlist support, you know, the voiceover feature. And it's a pretty cool little Yeah, thing. and for that kind of thing where you're going to use it for exercising right, or right. that kind of environment, you don't need four gigs. Right. Well, when there were two models before, weren't there? There was a two gig and a four gig, and then there was that special edition one, too. There I were, think on the buttonless but, but one, there was just the single $79 four yeah. gigabyte. Yeah. And so now they've got the single model. But we're pretending gigabyte. that that one doesn't no, it didn't exist. Anymore, right? So, yeah. so well, that's it's okay. Right. Right. Yeah, right. So that one, ne- there was never a single model. Right, right. That's so right. I think I think having a single model of the shuffle like this does make sense. Yeah. And the two gigs, two gigs is fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially once they brought the, na- the nano down in price to not that much more than the shuffle, it didn't make a lot of sense to have multiple shuffle models. All right, now let's uh, the... let's let's take it up a notch. Now we're gonna we're gonna reset the iPod uh, meter to two and talk about the uh, iPod Nano, which again, big changes there. The Nano, I was I was thinking about this earlier today. The Nano has never really had a consistent look. It was it was flat and plastic, and then it was metallic and and still long and tall, and then it got fat, and then it got tall again, but with a big screen. And then it got a little bigger screen, and they stuck the video thing on the back. And it's been all sorts of different things. And once again, this new sixth-generation Nano is uh, very different. It's like a an oversized shuffle with its own clip and a touchscreen built in. So it's a little more iPhone-y or iPod touchy rather than the kind of classic click wheel. I mean, a click wheel is gone. That sound is that asterisk again that we'll get to. Um, So what's your take? features too. So, well, it did lose some features. It gained some features and lost some features. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's a little square. John mentioned, what'd you call it? The, the shuffle grande. Yes. I like, (laughs) I like grande. I think that works because it's, it's all aluminum with the screen on the front and it's got a clip on the back, just like the shuffle. Uh, and it's, it does kind of look like a big iPod shuffle. Uh, and, and with the, all the pictures that they had, you know, it's meant to be clipped on right, to your clothes. Right. It's, the, it's an exercise iPod for the people that want something better than a yeah. shuffle. Which is sort of what the Nano, I think the Nano's prime market was. Right, there right. were other markets for right. the Nano, but the number one was people wanted something really light that they could run with. Right. And, and it's got the touchscreen now, so the interface, the, the click wheel's gone, and you swipe through different screens for settings and things. But... It also lost the camera and it lost the, uh, the the video playback. So you can still view photos. And oddly enough, you can still project photos on, through your TV using a cable, but no video. Right. Well, if but you want video, who, you want the touch. Right. Who really Asterisk. wants to watch well, a video right. on a square, tiny yeah. screen anyway? One and a half well, inch yeah, screen. I think they finally admitted that, right. which is that the Nano, I think when we looked at the feature set of the old Nanos, it was, wow, this thing does video too, and it only costs this amount of money. Right. And now that they have the iPad and the iPhone and the iPod Touch, they've really kind of drawn this line in the sand now where they say these are the video-capable devices and they are really worth looking at for video. And the traditional iPod, you know, really they're audio devices. That's what they should be and that's really where they've gone with these devices now. Um, and And I think it makes sense. I think people will complain. They'll say, well, we've lost features and therefore that's bad and Apple's bad for doing that. But the features that were on there, it was Sort of cool that they made them happen, but how many people really spent hours 
looking at an iPod Nano watching video before their head exploded. Well, my my daughter does it. We have a fat Nano, and and she will watch that in the car. But you know, the yeah. fact but she is, has we those a, young good wa- eyes. She does. Yeah. She does. And my wife has a touch, and we could just as easily pass the touch right. into the back and right. have her watch video on that. So yeah. it's I, I I don't fault them for differentiating and saying, look, in this day, in this age, the latter day of the of the iPod and the MP3 player, ten years in. We need low-end, cheap music players for yeah. people who want to listen to music, period. And yeah. that's what these are. Yeah, yeah. Chris and I were saying earlier today we were talking that it, it, Apple kind of went back to basics with this and said, this is an, this is an audio player. This is what you do for music. And or I'm, podcasts. I, I write know, podcasts. It's yeah. not by audio device. And, and yeah. I'm, I, I mean, as a user, and I actually use a Nano, um, I really am fine with the fact that it doesn't record video and doesn't have a camera and it doesn't play video. I mean – Having a better interface for for music, I think, is great. I'm not at all crushed by the lack of the camera because yeah, yeah. the video on that on the previous one was pretty terrible. And when they when they brought it out and Steve Jobs compared it, he said, "Oh, look! It's look! We have these flip camcorders, and we get it's one for the same price, but it does far more." Until you compare the quality of the video, and you realize well, the Nano produces terrible movies. Right. So, well, and, and and the truth is, the people who were mainly going to use the camera. It was really, even in their TV commercials, they had young people, yeah. you know, high schoolers, college age stuff. And those right. people nowadays, chances are they've they got a, a phone yeah. that or, has a camera t- that's just as good touch. or an iPod touch. And I just don't know that it's really needed. So I'm fine with this. All right. Stamp of approval yeah. from the pundit I mean, there's other collection. things to, to worry, to wonder about, you know, how it works and stuff. But in terms of the losing the camera. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed to be kind of shoehorned in there anyway. And and keep in mind, you don't actually lose it, right? I mean, it, Apple isn't going to come to your house with your fifth generation Nano and tape something over the uh, the lens of the camera so it stops working. They just decided not to make that anymore. And yeah, I think, well, the Nano is an interesting device in that I think you were talking about how they refresh it every year and it's always radically different in some way. And because I, it has to be the most popular music-based iPod there is. And I think they need a gimmick every year to get people to go out and buy a new one. And I think this is this year's gimmick. Before it was the camera. Oh, look, it does video. Oh, I'll buy it because of that. Oh, that video's not so good. Well, what's next? Oh, now it's touchscreen. Oh, okay, I'll get it for that reason. And and next year, who knows what they'll do. Maybe they'll put a camera back on the thing to try to get us to buy it again. The touchscreen point is interesting. I mean, one of the things that uh, impressed me about it, because John and I went to the hands-on area afterward and actually got our hands on these, which was nice, uh, because they're not going to be available until um, until next week in stores. So no touching for you two. Um, but we uh, we had uh, the opportunity to, t- to use it. And it's funny. It doesn't run the iOS. But if you're familiar with an iOS device, you will be familiar with how to use this touchscreen nano. It, it Instead of having nothing but menus that you scroll through, the top level is icons with text under them. They're apps. They look like apps. There's a settings app and a genius app. Yeah, they have the same icons as the apps on the touch, iPod right. Touch or the, the iPhone. And you can reorder them, move them around. But but in the end, they are just those functions that are at the top level of an iPod menu. But, you know, it, it's it's smart because from a, a regular user standpoint, they don't really care if it runs the iOS underneath the surface. It feels like an Apple device because it's got that kind of look and feel. And I, I think that's I think that's interesting. The flip side of it, and this goes back to that third generation iPod from back in the day, is losing hard buttons. You've got the volume buttons now, but you don't, for play and pause, you've got to either use your headphones or you've got to reach down and do stuff on that touchscreen. And I wonder, I mean, obviously Apple's done research, but I do wonder if people who are very active, who are runners, things like that, 
are they going to want to fiddle with a touchscreen or not? Maybe they are, but it's going to be interesting to see what mm-hmm. the reaction to this kind of nano is going to be from those people. Well, I'm assuming this is going to run from your headphones the same way that a, a shuffle will, right? So you have that kind of Sure, you can fun- control it up dan- on the dangly bit coming out of your ear. Yeah, so if you're running, you just play with it just like you would a shuffle. And based on Apple's PR, people are only going to use these clipped to their clothes. So, you know, you're going to have – it's going to be – band. There's got to be a watch yes, band Yes, there will be a watch thing. band within a week. If it's not already been announced. Do you want yeah. to listen to music on your watch? It just looks so Dick Tracy yeah, as it, it is. Sure. Um, and, and it looks like those things in sharper image catalogs from like five or ten years ago, right? Yeah, well, but I mean it's not so hulking that you would feel completely stupid. I would like it to it snap into arm. my swatch actually. I'm sure Swatch is working on it and listening as we speak. Sure. The accessories. Suffice it to say there will be accessories for yes. Apple products. That will never change. Yeah. I do like the fact that you can change the um, the order of the icons just as you can on another touch thing because I've noticed when I go back to a traditional iPod, there's so many things that are buried in those settings menus and I have to go back and I said, oh, is it in extras? Is it, oh, no, here it is. Oh, no, it's four menus deep. And the fact that I can just arrange my home screen now so it's right there. These are the things that I right. need to get to. Right. If you like the radio feature, you can put it on the first screen. And if you don't, you can bury it at the end. And that's fine. So let's uh, let's spin the wheel again, and we'll go up another level. Um, it's like Inception. There are layers within layers within layers. Now we've reached the point where we're going to talk about the iPod Touch. Um, oh, oh, we're, we're not going to talk hap- about the other one kind of in the middle? We'll, no, well, the, the other one is an asterisk. <laughs> asterisk it's a footnote. Asterisk. It comes at the end. All right, all right, the all asterisk, right. wait for the asterisk. The iPod Touch, new versions. There's an 8 a 32, 32 and a 64 gig version. What's interesting is unlike last year, that 8 gig version is not some kind of crippled sub version of the iPod Touch. They're all the same. The only thing that it lacks is more storage. But they all have a retina display like the iPhone 4. They all have a front-facing camera and a rear-facing camera like the iPhone 4 in the sense that it has those things, although the rear-facing camera is not remotely of the quality of the iPhone 4's rear-facing camera. But you can do FaceTime. Um, it, you know, there are lots of features in this iPod Touch. So, Chris, you know, what, what's your take on this new iPod Touch and what, what it offers? And, uh, you know, have they done a good job with, uh, with uh, pushing the ball forward here? I think so. I think we've always thought of the iPod Touch as being... The iPhone that doesn't have the phone stuff on it. And sometimes Apple has been more or less generous with that. I think this time they were pretty generous. The the retina display is a nice thing. If you haven't used one before, now that you'll have one, you oh, this really is an improvement. And video does look so much better on it. Um, the cameras, as I said in an article last week, I'm still – I still question the utility of FaceTime. I don't use it very much, um, but I'm sure that there will be people who will getting more iOS devices in people's hands that do use FaceTime. Perhaps it's got to help. Yeah, it's going to help that people are going to use it more often. Put it on the Mac, please. Yes, please. And <laughs> iChat, iChat. Totally it uses it uses your email address now as your as your number, basically as your key. So presumably they could do an iChat update that uses your email address or your um, chat ID yeah. as the key that unlocks your FaceTime. So please, Apple, well, let's, the key let's that go. Unlocks you know, your face? That's yeah. terrible. Face key. I, I think it's great that you have a camera on the iPod Touch. Because, Nobody asked you, Dan. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, um, my, actually, I used it for the first time outside of testing stuff for articles. Like a few weeks ago, my, my uh, wife and kids were out of town, and we used it Every day, every night, to, so I could talk with my kids. And the kids loved it. I loved it. It was great. But like you said, as long as it's confined to the iPhone 4, 
you're really limited on who can use it. My cousin lives in Chicago, is a BlackBerry, huge BlackBerry fan, but also has an iPod Touch. She can now get a new iPod Touch and see the kids and, you know, but um, I think so it's opening up a lot more people to be using a FaceTime. But I agree also, I think that it really needs to be on Max because that is really what's going to open the doors to, to people using it a lot more. Yeah, but the jury is definitely still out on FaceTime, whether it's something that, that um, I, somebody argued last week that um, old fogies like us aren't going to yeah. embrace fo- FaceTime. And that may be, that may be true. Maybe the, maybe the kids will, will love it. Although I thought the, I thought the kids love text messages, you know, FaceTime, one of the problems with FaceTime is it does require intense concentration and you can't be multitasking when you're doing it. And I, I'm not sure the kids want that, but we'll, we'll see whether there's a use. Once it's ubiquitous, we'll have a better idea. And right now, you know, there are I, particular you, things it's useful for you and your wife have iPhone fours yeah. and right. yeah. that's a very specific case. And right. if you don't have both people with an iPhone four or now a, a touch, right. you can't even see if you'd use it. So yeah, I, yeah. I actually, I have to admit, I have not used FaceTime time yet because i haven't felt the need i mean i you know let it all out john let it all out yeah this is going to be a cathartic time admit all of the there's a lot of other things i want to say but i'm going to hold them for a future (laughs) podcast well also younger people look good on camera (laughs) they just do i mean when you're 18 and 20 and 23 and 25 you don't have to hold the camera in a certain position because you don't have the double chin, and yeah. you don't have the nostril hair, and you don't have. Are you saying there are times you don't want to be on camera? Hold it high. You folks. do hold it high. People. I, hold I was, it high up. Chris, you look great at thirty-five. It. Well, thank you very much. I, I did look great at thirty-five, um, but I have talked to people who, and I've watched them use it, and people who are a little older, um, approaching middle age, and they you're, they hold it over their heads, oh, yeah. and they look up, which looks odd. Well, not only because you see people using this thing, what are you doing up there? And then, but then that's how, so people adopt this posture, which just looks ridiculous so that they don't look ugly. Well, but from what I understand, young people don't use email anymore. They no, use, that's for old people. They use the Facebook and the, the text message, and, and therefore Facebook. they won't even have they won't even have an email address to These use. These kids today with their Facebooks and their Twitters and, and their, their FaceTimes and their oh, texts. Wait. Sorry, that's something else. How many, how many messages do we have on Twitter between us? Many. So many. But so, yeah, the Twitter's not for the young people. If it's for us, it's not for the young people, for sure. So um, any other thoughts about the the touch? I mean, there's. I, I thought it was impressive that the retina display is in there. It does do HD video on the backside, which is which is great. Um, you know, people it's been, thinner. Yeah, people Again, eventually somebody's going to cut themselves on these things. <laughs> Apple keeps making them thinner and thinner. Yeah, it's yes, gonna, when they say razor thin, be careful. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, all the people who've said since the iPhone 4 came out, I'm just waiting for the iPhone phone four without the phone i mean here, here it, it is. is well and steve jobs was pretty clear about that today i mean he said you know um a lot of people talk about it as the the iphone without the phone he said without and the it's contract. without the contract and you know it wasn't a it was it was a sort of a non-subtle point that you know not everybody not a, not everybody's going to get a new phone and you know we want to sell a lot of ipod touches absolutely and here's a good reason to get one my wife has a flip phone that's using a pay-as-you-go service because it's just cheaper. She doesn't make that many calls. It's like less than $20 a month. It's super cheap cell phone. So for her, she's got that and she's got a touch and actually an iPad, but um, she doesn't have that iPhone. And so this, it totally, there are a lot of people who are like that, that they don't, they don't want the complex phone. They'd rather have a cheap phone service and then some other device. And it fits in that category. Right. Now, part of this was they were talking about the new features of the camera that you will be able to shoot multiple pictures, combine them in that... Uh, HDR. Dynamic HDR, range. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. In, in that's in iOS 4.1, right. which so, we haven't talked about yet. Right. So we'll see that in, in the iPod Touch and the iPhone. That's right. Right, which which could be very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to get some 
feature updates coming too. So now, before we move on from the iPod line, have Asterisk. I have I missed anything? <laughs> oh, no. right. Well we, well, we don't know if you missed it. That's that's the right. mystery. Because as right? Steve Jobs pointed out, they updated every the single line. Every single iPod got updated today. Meanwhile, in a parallel universe, the iPod Classic remained. No, wait, that's our universe. The iPod Classic continues to be sold with its hard, but, but spinny it's, hard drive. But the iPod Classic isn't an iPod anymore. You see, well, it's yeah, a well, hard drive based music. Player. <laughs> player. So, so Chris and I laughed about this because over the past week we both opined about the fate of the iPod Classic, and Chris said, you know, once they have uh, streaming, you know, cloud streaming music where you get your music over the airwaves, then they'll get rid of the iPod Classic because you don't need all that storage anymore. And I said, you know, people still want their storage. Once there's an iPod Touch that has 128 gigabytes. Then they'll get rid of the classic. So we were both, both, so right, both, both, both right and both wrong. Well, so, you may both be right. We don't know yet. So, yeah. So so the, the, he didn't mention it. It's still available on the site. We don't know how long. Yeah, we don't know whether they're going to keep making them until there's no longer any demand, whether it's going to be one of those quiet goodbyes where it just fades. They'll make them and, uh, you know, once they, run, once they run out, it's over. It's unclear. I was, I was looking for an OS nine like uh, casket on the cage to yeah. say goodbye to the original iPod Touch no, click wheel. You know, iPod click wheel. Yeah. I think we've reached the next stage though, because he didn't even acknowledge its existence right, this right. year. Yeah. Last year yeah. he acknowledged that it existed and glossed over it, and this year it's not even on the radar. Yeah. Or maybe so he's it, in the denial phase, and eventually mm-hmm. he'll say, "Okay, it did exist. I'm sorry." Yeah, but they haven't updated the thing in. Two years? No, that's going to be one of those things where it's just yeah. one day it's going to be off the price yeah. list and somebody will notice and send out a note saying, hey, did you guys notice? And then it'll be, oh, I guess yeah. it's at the end of an era. Because right. they're never going to announce that they're removing the iPod right. Classic from their price list. They don't right. do that. So if you really, really want one. You might want to get one now. Get one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you want that spinning hard drive in a portable music product, which is a terrible idea from a, a stability standpoint. But hey, if you want it, get it soon. I'm enjoying a moment of silence for the iPod Classic. Wow, that's good podcasting, the moments of silence. Except interrupted by you saying there was a moment of silence. Well, the moment of silence was before I said that. He oh. was silent. The rest of us were talking, but John, we didn't realize, was being silent. <laughs> and weeping. Quietly. All right, so moving on now that we've heard the hidden secret asterisk of the iPod line, the um, crazy uncle up in the attic of the iPod line, the iPod Classic. Uncle Classic. Let's move on to iTunes 10, which was announced today. Um, ping is the big new feature. Ping, can, can I just say that? Ping is not the duck from the children's name. book. It's, ping the small it, duck. It's not the it's not the the golf clubs. It's not the little the little uh, ping animated penguin. That, oh, that's Pingu. The thing you do to check yeah. your uh, it's not a networking tool. Lab, it's yeah. not a networking tool. It is um it is Facebook for iTunes basically, and that's the big new feature. And, and Steve, iTunes only. And Steve Jobs um Steve Jobs showed it off, and I mean, the way it works is you. You you're there with your iTunes account, and you can add friends, and you can add you can be a fan of artists, and you can connect to your Facebook account and find all your friends who are on iTunes and add them as friends, and you can opt out and say I don't want anybody to see me, or I want to I want to approve people who follow me, and then when you follow somebody, you sort of see their things that they've said that they, they liked like, yeah. in iTunes. It doesn't seem to do anything automatically. It seems to all be you know you basically have to go and say. I'm going to post this to my ping thing for my for my friends, which is the part about it that I, I think it could be successful, but that's the part that that um, I'm not sure it's going to work until it's more automated than it is yeah. now. 
Well, you know, I, I think it's kind of cool. If it works, I'm probably going to use it because, you know, Peter Cohen, our former, co- former colleague and I, we used to um, be on Last FM and then we tried Scrobbler and all these different music recommendation services where it keeps track of what you're listening to and then yeah. says, you know, you might like this because your friend likes this. And the problem for me is that I do all my listening in iTunes and I end up either having to do this manually or run some other program that then right. took that data. The Last FM right. client so, does that. I still use yeah. that. So. If this was in iTunes, for me, it'd be, it would be something that would be great, a great yeah. addition. So yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that and seeing how it works. Yeah, but it won't do that now. It doesn't, it doesn't pay attention but to— But even if it's just Peter says, hey, I like this. But that's true. Yeah. That, that's true. And I actually, one of the features that it has is it has the ability— um, your friends' reviews not only get po- posted to your timeline, so if your friends review an album, you could see it. But if you go to that album and it happens to have been reviewed by a friend of yours, those float to the top, which is nice. It's a kind of an Amazon-like feature where you can actually – or a Netflix community feature where you can see what your friends are saying about this album that you're looking at. And that could be really cool to yeah. say, oh, hey, Peter likes this too. Well, that's good. That, that, you yeah. know, that gives me added confidence. Or Peter likes this too. I'm never going to buy that depending on your <laughs> depending feeling on your about feelings or Peter Peter's music, taste right. in music. Exactly. And this isn't new. Subscription services have been doing this for quite Absolutely. some time. Yeah. REO does mm-hmm. it. Rhapsody does it. Napster does it. And it's, but the advantage there is that you can actually go in and listen to these tracks right. all the way through and Instead say, of oh, I seconds. like them. And they'll create playlists for you and say, here, this is what I listened to yesterday and this is really good. This is okay. But, you know, and it's like, well, how do I know the bridge is any good? And Yeah, I get the feeling that it's um, – that it's a first shot by mm-hmm. Apple, that they wanted yeah. to get in the game and this gets them in the game. But um, it, there's so many places it could go from here. And I guess that's the question is what will Apple's commitment to it be? But it, it's, it, it is a good first step if Apple is eventually going to get into the music streaming biz. I mean, oh, cause, yeah. Because you can roll right into well, that. Well, I think recommendation yeah. is huge because people aren't listening to the radio anymore and getting their tastes from there. So where do you get your recommendations? It totally makes sense that you get it from your friends and people who have like interests musically, but they're missing that step, which is, no, I don't want to buy those songs. I don't want to buy that playlist. I just want to listen to them. Right. Although I get my recommendations mostly from Pandora now. Yeah. You know, I, I pick a song I like and I put it in Pandora and then that's dangerous. I actually don't do that as much as I used to because um, the first – First couple times I did that, I was buying way too much yeah. music based on things that I heard on Pandora. Well, imagine a Pandora feature in iTunes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, oh, Ge- mm-hmm. imagine Genius, where Genius had access to the whole iTunes library yeah. and not just your library. Right. Because Genius does a pretty good job, but imagine if it could match you up with stuff you haven't heard. Yeah, and I have to think that – well, no, because isn't that one of the features in here that it – no, I'm, I'm th- sorry. I'm thinking of Game Center. Say that Game Center idea that it's finding opponents that will sort of – you can play with randomly, right. but do it musically. You know, say, you like these five things. This <laughs> guy over here likes these five things. Who are my musical opponents? Yeah, <laughs> and then you sort of get together and say, oh, Fight. they like these same 20 albums that I like. Let's track right. them. What, what, right. what other stuff are they listening right. to? Right, Last that FM does that, and it's called Neighbors. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and right. so you've got your friends, and you've got your neighbors, and, and um, yeah, nothing like finding out that all your neighbors are 18-year-old girls, by the way, which happened to me. Yeah, interesting. Apparently, really? I listen to music like an eighteen-year-old girl, or maybe a twenty-one-year-old girl. They're 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 out of the bubblegum. A lot gum of pop Taylor phase. Swift. Stuff no, no, on they're out of the bubblegum pop phase, and they moved on into more angrier stuff. And that's me, apparently. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I was and along with the occasional forty-five-year-old man. Strange. <laughs> My, I live in a strange neighborhood, apparently. Okay. 
Yes. Um, other things in iTunes 10, there's a new view that is sort of like the album view, but not because somebody at Apple so loves cover art and thinks that album cover art is the greatest thing in the world and we need more ways to see album cover you know, they art. they keep talking about cleaning it up and saying it's easier and easier and, and they, it's they keep getting adding And it's a monstrosity. There was the word, I think they used the word more elegant and I said, how can it be more elegant? Because it's not elegant at all. No, yeah. it's a monstrosity. I mean, yeah. th- there's a whole separate pro- podcast there on how iTunes has become the collection for everything. Actually, there was that moment where Steve Jobs was like, you know, we're going to change the iTunes icon because, frankly, and I'm sitting there thinking, because, frankly, it doesn't do mu- just do music. It does all this other stuff. And so you're going to take the musical note away and maybe even change the name. It was like, no, we're going to take the CD away. Yeah. Okay. Because CDs are dead. You know, maybe when Apple finally fully embraces stream based stuff and keeping things in the cloud will finally see some of the burden on iTunes relieved but iTunes is there's so much packed in there and even just in the music section the lists are Mm -hmm. kind of a mess and you know, but but the the cover art thing is the one that kills me. It's like so many of Apple's features are about showing cover art. Yeah, well, because it's I, pretty. I don't care. Yeah. But it's so much when when Steve starts talking about iTunes and he it's it's reminiscent of when he talked about iPhoto through iPhoto two, three, four, five, and right. six. It's faster. Yeah, again. it's faster. Yeah, still faster. No, it's still faster. No, but it's still too slow. And it's it's the same thing with iTunes. It's still too cluttered. Yes, maybe it's more elegant because you've swapped this thing and you put more album art in there. But it, there's too much going on. That's a tough – I mean I, I grant you that it's a tough problem to face. What do you do? Make it multiple applications? And the iTunes brand is so strong yeah. now. So do you, yeah. Do you break it out so you've got a jukebox and then you've got a sync app somewhere else? Yeah, uh, and then know. you're looking at, at a Microsoft kind of solution. Yeah. And, and they don't want to go there. But on the other hand, there's a whole lot going on in iTunes. Yes. It's not one of Apple's most loved products. And now they changed the uh, the buttons are now – I, I so funny. The buttons in the upper left corner, the minimize and uh, zoom and close. The are standard, standard Mac OS, Mac OS 10 user interface are now Which are now in almost every application you can download for the Mac, horizontal, are now vertical. Yeah, I've had to wave a towel at, at Dan just to cool him down over this because he's just incensed. I, about, I actually – I mean I understand why they did that, right? There was a title bar for a, an iTunes window that doesn't need a title or, bar. Or, of course. Right. So they got rid of it. Right. But they had to do it by inventing this completely random new well, interface as convention. Kirk McElhern, who actually is one of our contributors, pointed out, it, it's always been vertical when you minimize the iTunes window to just the player controls. Right. But again, so great. So now there's two versions of the same window that are now inconsistent with the rest of the OS. I rest my case, Your Honor. Yeah. The minimized view has it. Therefore, it's got to be okay. Yeah. All right. So Sorry, that was just a little. Moving on. Yeah. We'll move on now that Dan has been cooled down <sighs> from his anger. We can move on to something else. Dan will have some things to confess in a future podcast as well. (laughs) Um, The Apple TV. So, hobby. um, The hobby of the Apple TV referenced quite amusingly, Mm -hmm. I thought, by Steve Jobs. One more thing. No, no, it's one more hobby. Um, It's back. uh, What, three, four years after? Four Four years. years after the last iteration of the hardware, really. Um, we have new hardware. Now, the software has been updated in the interim, but not the hardware. This new device um, probably runs iOS, although you couldn't tell from looking. Um, it's a quarter of the size of the old box. It's a little black box that fits in the palm of your hand. It doesn't have component jacks anymore. It's just got HDMI on the back. And optical for audio. Optical audio. Uh, opti- right. Well, yes, it's yeah. got optical audio, but yeah. only only HDMI for video, right. and then it's got an Ethernet port, and it's got a mini USB that's not you're not supposed to use. That's the utility port. Yes, exactly. It's for I'm, service and support. I'm sure somebody will jailbreak this thing. Oh, but yeah. 
Um, but in the interim, you know, it, it's, it's coming in four weeks. It's running the A4 chip, the same as the iPad. Right, which is why I assume that it's running iOS, because yeah. I don't think the Mac runs on that yet. But um, it looks exactly the same interface-wise interface, as the current one, except for a few tweaks. It's got some changes to the interface, but the ultimate, you know, the interface paradigm of it is no different, which is you go left to right to go between the menus and up and down. It's the uh, Apple TV Take 3 interface um, on this new device, although I, I got a chance to play with it at the hands-on, and it's uh, a lot faster than that old Apple TV. Not surprising since it's four years more relevant than mm. than that old hardware. Um, so what do you think? I mean, this has been uh, – even Steve Jobs couldn't really say that it's been anything but a flop. His point was that they've all been a flop, and theirs is no different. Well, he but, said we've sold a good number of them, but yeah. it's never really been you know a right. big hit. And the people who have – yeah, well, yeah. that's code yeah. for And the, the people right who have them love them. Have them love them, yes. Which he – yeah, he said we talked to the owners, and they loved them. And I said, I'm not sure you've talked to all the owners. <laughs> Because you're an owner. The other other owners hung up on them. (laughs) Right, right. The ones that would talk to us loved them. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's the fact that you say it's much faster, I think, is a huge first step. Because as I wrote an article last week, the big problem for it, for me and for everybody who's tried it at my house, is that once they started using it, they just gave up and said, forget it. You know, it's just, it was so slow just to get... To get to the features, yeah, mm-hmm. too too slow. Um, fa- couldn't manage even um, thirty frames per second, seven twenty p video, which this one does. Uh, much more responsive. Um, so on the hardware side, they seem to have done some great things to to bring this up. Now, um, one of the big changes on the service side is that they've removed the idea of buying uh, buying stuff, which makes sense because it doesn't have any. Dedicated storage. Right, there's no hard drive now. It's just right. got kind of cache memory in it, flash memory that's used to cache things. But it's not. It doesn't have a hard drive in it, so you can't buy things because where would you put them? You you need to do that on another device. Um, but you can rent things, and that includes TV shows now. And they're going to do HD TV show rentals, 48 hours, not 24 like for movies, which is pretty cool. And, and for movies not, is staying at 24, which is kind of odd. Fortunately, I think hey, there's a blanket. I suspect you. there's a blanket kind of movie studio pay-per-view yeah, thing that yeah. they don't want to change, um, which is dumb. I think we all agree. But th- with TV, they're striking out a new direction. 48-hour window, 99 cents for an HD TV show where right now you could only buy it before, which mm-hmm. was annoying. If all you wanted to do was catch up, you didn't want to keep it forever. And it was for HD, it was three bucks, and now it's a buck. So not and SD also. There's some SD episodes, um, probably previous previous seasons stuff that, they couldn't get in yeah, HD. Yeah, and right, so there. so but HD is preferred. TV show rentals are ninety nine cents regardless of format. So any shows, yeah, and those are from buck. Fox and Disney, but not from, right um, for now. Not, not HBO, from CBS not from, or well, HBO is never going to be yeah. there. But but you know CBS and and NBC, uh, NBC, NBC, NBC will yeah. will come i'm sure um somebody i was talking to somebody who was skeptical of that it's like well look what happened with the itunes store mm-hmm. there were a couple launch there was one launch network and then another one got on board pretty quickly abc and fox and then the rest of them fell right. into line and cbs's whole video strategy is we want to be everywhere so how would they they'll be there eventually yeah. I, if, the model, the, if the 99 cent model works and people don't instead turn turn to netflix or to hulu plus right um then yeah, of course they'll be there. 
it, it completely makes sense for them to to be on board with that. Well, it's a great catch up medium, right? I mean, if you yeah. if you don't have it on your DVR or you lost it or you missed it or it was uh, it was uh, preempted or somebody or tells you there's this great show, time. somebody tells you there's this great show you should see for ninety nine cents to to take a, a yeah. flyer on an episode. That's I mean, an that's that's buy. much better than purchasing it one episode of something for three dollars. It's just it, it is a very different thing, and even just the psychology of it's a rental and yeah. it's cheap instead of I'm buying an episode. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, unlike movies where you might want to watch them multiple times, very few TV shows do you really watch over and over the episode. Right. And yeah. for those, you should you'll, buy them. You'll buy them. Right. You'll buy the exactly. DVDs or, or the you'll DVDs. buy the downloads right. of those. Right. And commit and you, them to memory. And, and as Jason said, you can still buy TV shows and movies on your computer and iTunes or on your devices. And they'll stream. And stream. Right. That's and one of the stream. main features of this is there's a computers menu and it shows all your linked computers with your Apple TV. And once you click in there, that's the iTunes sharing and you've got all the videos and all the photos and all of the uh, music. And it'll stream over your network either over the Ethernet port or over 802.11n, the fast 802.11n networking. So that's how you get stuff from your computers and if you And actually, it. I think it's support. It's 802.11n. A, B, G, and N. Right, and the classics. Dual band and everything. So, you know, it's got everything in there. And, um, yeah, so it's important that, that Apple's not pe- – some people have said, you know, Apple's killing, um, you know, sales. Like no, you no. can only rent stuff and that you no longer – I can no longer buy stuff. Not that's, true. That's from mm-hmm. the Apple TV. That The device is meant for streaming. If you're going to get something from there, you rent it. You can still buy programming. Right. Because if you want to buy something, you're going to want to store it somewhere on a hard drive. And the Apple TV doesn't have a hard drive. Mm-hmm. So if you want to buy it, go somewhere else. And you can actually go to an iPhone or an iPad even because those will let you buy video now. And with the new feature, whose name is escaping me now? Airplay. 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 Not, Not AirTunes Air now it's AirPlay. It's AirPlay. We got rid of the CD. AirPlay, you can actually take that video from your iOS device and play it back on your TV via the Apple TV. So it kind of – you can get it on your Mac and stream it back. You can get it on your iOS device and push it up to the TV. There are lots of ways to do it, but the Apple TV itself is – doesn't have a hard drive. It doesn't have a place to keep things permanently. Mm-hmm. It's just for streaming, renting included. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. Right. What else are we missing about the Apple TV? Anything it's else we should talk bucks. about? Nine, yeah, the price tag. And that's huge because I think if you compare this to the current Apple TV and forget the performance because the, one of the maybe greatest things about this is that it's going to work. Um, but I think a lot of people looked at the Apple TV and thought, well, why do I need this? And as, as Dan wrote in an article last week, what does this replace? You know, what, mm-hmm. what is – what wonderful miracle is this device performing that I can't do elsewhere? Right. What can I get rid of right. if I were to buy this? And I'm not I only sure have so many nothing. HDMI ports right. on my TV. Right. And I'm not sure that this device does that either. I mean, I have three other devices that do Netflix streaming, right. so I don't care about that so much. But for $99, that's streaming, particularly if I can stream from my iOS device, that becomes very attractive to me. So I think the price point makes a huge difference. I think we're going to see a lot more of these devices yeah. being sold well, now. If you're an yeah. if you're an iOS device owner or a Mac owner, mm-hmm. if you're somebody who is a patron of the iTunes store, at that point for 99 bucks, you really have to stop and think. It's like, well, this is duh. This is how I right. get it. I mean, at its base level, it's a wireless HD video cable for your iPad, right? right? And, then, and <laughs> Apple charges you 49 bucks for a component or a composite cable. So take $49 off the price tag. Then they include a remote, and that's $29. So now 
What are we down to? How much is this box actually costing you if you talk about You can't even get 720p video out of the iPad or the iPhone 4, but I believe you'll be able to stream that HD file on your iPad or your iPhone okay. 4. Okay, so let's say that's worth to the 30 Apple bucks. TV. This thing's free. Yeah. Well, and it's also Sold. It's turning it's into definitely a commercial commercial here. Oh, that's right. Now how much would you pay? Right. Now, yeah. It's all, it is a matter of perspective, though. Like you said, whether, if you come at it from that direction, if you come at it from, you know, oh, this doesn't do A, B, C, D, well, then this is for you. All right, you, so but, it doesn't, doesn't do 10.8. Let's do it. Right. Let's okay. do it. doesn't do 1080, right. P or I. Right. It can't store like the old Apple TV no did. No storage. So you can't, like we use. All of, all of your people who you told how to hack the old Apple TV to put a giant hard drive right. in so it. So you can store all your music and then have that. Because right now we use it in our family room for music a lot so that we don't have to keep the, t- the, 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 the computer on. Right. We just play music directly through it. You can't right. do that. No component video, no analog audio. Right. Right. Well, right. geez, you have a TV that still what does else? that. You can um, buy one of these. You probably won't be able to fry an egg on it, as you can <laughs> probably with Probably not. Yes, not. Doesn't run Tiger. Doesn't run Tiger. Uh, <laughs> or OS 9. Which the old one does. Right. And no, there will be no ATV hacks for it because there's no hard drive. Well, but they could jailbreak it, right? Yeah, oh, that's right. And, yeah. and if it's got, I mean, the OS it might be, be harder. It has yeah, to yeah. be on that flash. Okay, but, but then also consider it from this, this angle. Right. right now, if you've got Apple... Um, Airport Express is all over your house for stream music. Those are set, what seventy nine dollars. I think the new ones are more expensive than that. Seven nine nine nine. I don't remember off the top of my head, but for essentially the same price, maybe twenty bucks more, you can do almost the exact same thing in terms of music, but also do HD video, mm-hmm. photos. Um, you know, all, a lot that the Airport Express could never do for about the same price. So from that perspective, you know, we've got five of those things around our house, and it would be great if they were new Apple TVs instead. And there's a lot more they can do. One of the things that struck me is, you know, the the interface, as you mentioned, you know, the interface hasn't really changed. There's some slight tweaks. There's, you know, there's Netflix in there now. Um, instead of having to s- pair with a computer, it can see all your computers. You know, there's some, some stuff there that's been improved. But in general, the interface is pretty much the same. The remote control is different, but it's still the same limited yeah. functionality. Mm-hmm. And as a as a control, you know, the, the remote control is not a good way to control it. I don't... You know, I use the Apple, the remote app. Yeah, and the remote app works with this. So you don't have to use the IR remote control. You know, people are complaining that it's an infrared remote. It's like, well, a lot of universal remotes use infrared. You kind of want to have an infrared support. But if you've got any iPhone or iPod touch. And that that works over your Wi-Fi network. Yeah, you've got a wireless controller for it. But, you know, I was was hoping for maybe a little bit more, um, more interface design. In here, because as you mentioned, it's still the same. You know, you scroll to the right, you scroll down, it you is. go up to the top. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a still, tedious. And, and scrolling process. long menus is so tedious. Sure, yeah. sure, it, it might be faster, better but, because it's faster. But well, so one of the great things before we move on, I, one of the great things is what this product. It's not just what what it does well and what it, uh, it disappoints in, but um, what it might do in the future. Um, right. if, it, if this is truly an iOS-based product, there are a lot of rumors out there that you might actually see third-party apps on it, which we did not see. Um, you know, there are rumors out there that, that that will come later, that they wanted to get the product out, and that maybe there will be a, a way to add apps later. Because an app store for this, right. in my mind, could, could blow it out of the water. Because mm-hmm. then you could throw in Hulu Plus. You could throw right. in sort of any yes. MLB at bat for next year's baseball season. And yeah. then gaming, when you throw that in, and the idea of gaming with, with Apple devices as remote controls, um, Chris Holt on our site yesterday wrote a piece about how it could be the next great game console if, mm-hmm. if you did that. Now, it's not starting there, but I do wonder if 
this is the beachhead where they say, okay, first off, media, streaming, simple. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then the next step is, well, what if we open this up to third parties? Because that's the other thing that the Apple TV and the old Apple TV never did was it, it was – completely closed. And Apple has shown that yeah. opening it up to other developers makes your product really popular. So why not do it for this one? Yeah. And, and I, I don't think, I think we've talked about the good things and the bad things about this. I don't think that these changes are enough to make it the huge seller that some people would like it to be. And I think right. that's why they continue to make the hobby joke. Right. Right. Yeah. They're, right. But, they're if not it, sure. but if it played right. games, it would oh, be games. a huge hit. I mean, even just huge the first hit. Even but just where the do you first store step, the games? Again, no well, that's, storage. That's, so is that's, the flash it's big not, enough? It's not, to... But it's not no storage, right? There's storage on it. Yeah. And there's storage on, on an 8 gig I, iPhone, right, iPhone like an too, iPhone, right? Right. So who knows if there's enough extra RAM in there to store 6 gigabytes of games. I bet there is. I mean, some Somebody will take it apart and then we'll know. Yeah. But I bet th- I bet there's app storage space on there. Yeah. There's got to be storage space on well, there. Well, even think? just the first step to make it closer to like a Roku box, which has channels that you can add at any time. Right. And being able to, to watch MLB TV or, or to, to, to do Hulu Plus if you could add that. Right. That would be a huge step. But like you I said, think they're going to do it. I mean, games would be Imagine. great. Yeah, at the very least streaming an API kind of thing for, for streaming yeah. stuff. But – but having the ability to add on apps and yeah. take advantage of a lot of the internals of iOS, um, hopefully in the future. Not yeah. not in this version. I don't think it's fair to be disappointed by it not being there because it was just kind of speculation and rumor and the product is what it is. It should be judged on what it is and not what it isn't. But um, I the potential there mm-hmm. of, of taking this to that level where it's not yeah. just a hobby. Well, and there's, there's that's where it is. Intermediary stuff where, you know, Apple obviously added Netflix support to this. Previous generation didn't have that. There's still YouTube. There's still, you know, Flickr support. Sure. It's possible that Apple could add a few more third-party, you know, Vimeo. Um, right, but that's, few, the, few that's the path of the old Apple TV, right, right. which is you got to wait around for Apple to eventually add. Yeah. But I, I see that as sort of like a stopgap measure, you know, before they figure out how to do this third-party thing because, right. you know, Apple wants to make sure they're doing it right and not just opening it up and then have – Everyone's Apple TV crashing and going crazy, sure. and then everyone's saying, "Oh, why sure. did I buy this?" Thing? Right, and Apple's they need only better so input too, because then if you're looking at, you don't want to use that little controller to, to shop at an app store and have to use that to type in little things on their virtual keyboard. You actually want something like you know your controller from your iPhone or your your. Yeah, iPod I think session. Dan, you probably you may have mentioned that you know the, the most tedious thing about the Apple TV was setting up your Wi-Fi password. You know, entering your Wi-Fi <sighs> password because you got to use the Ouija board, right? Yeah. Well, now you can do the on the remote app. I think you, you can, can actually yeah, only do it. if you're connected to the same Wi-Fi network as the right. or same network as the right. Apple TV. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Moving on to iOS. That's the other. I think the other big announcement today that I would say is the yeah, kind of big. Yeah. New versions of the iOS 4.1, which is coming next week, which is on the iPod Touch, but also coming out for other devices. Fixes some bugs. Our own Philip Michaels. Wrote a piece about this uh, this very morning, in fact, uh, Wednesday morning as we record this, um, about, hey, Apple, we love the iPod. How about fixing some of those iPhone bugs? And it was item it was number, the number one, one item on and the he agenda. He said, yeah, we're fixing proximity, proximity center, sensor, sensor, Bluetooth, Bluetooth bugs, and iPhone 3G. 3G, 3G slowness. Yeah. Yes. He it, did actually say the slowness. It wasn't just issues. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah. he did no. acknowledge yeah. that it's slowness it's bugs. Slow as dirt. <laughs> And, and and I've heard rumors, I haven't seen this yet, that it actually finally fixes Bluetooth so that you get AVRCP, which is the uh, audiovisual remote control protocol, so that if you have headphones or speakers with forward and back buttons, they actually work. Shocking. So instead of just play and oh, pause, nobody wants that. you can skip. Oh, man. 
it's that, bu- that would be a big one. Get the towel it's in there. We'll we'll yeah. we'll have to. Chris is like, we'll, no, no, not we again. We can't wait. We can't wait. <laughs> I have a spray bottle like for cats, you know. Yeah. And Game Center, which we talked right. about Game Center, yeah. a little bit before. Game Center, which is instead of having app developers, I mean, if you played games on the iPhone, you might have seen this already, where different app developers have built all open these different faint. systems, like Open Faint, where you can have friends and you can see what they're playing and they can challenge you. And what Apple's done with Game Center, which they they've had developers have had a preview of this for months now. Yeah. Is Apple said we're going to just build it into the system. You don't need to build your own or adopt a third party. You just get Game Center, right to Game Center, and it will do all the work. And that's in four one. So you're going to start seeing lots of games that are have all of these different community features because the developers aren't going to have to break their backs to build their own community system, right. which is cool. Yeah. And and, and four one is only for the iPhone and the iPod Touch, correct? And then four two. Yeah. So moving on. Thank you, Dan, for pointing out coming that we, in November four point two is is um Do we going really to extend, have to wait till November. It's going to extend four point to the to the iPad, iPad. with four point two coming in November. They previously it's at fall November. 10th technically, is part of fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when iPads will get... It can't come soon enough. Features that are quite familiar, like yeah. folders and multitasking. Yeah. It was strange. Jobs was showing multitasking on the iPad and showed the apps that already For multitask. It. Like, I, he said he had iPod, Safari, mm. mm-hmm. and Mail. And it's like, yeah, Steve, those already multitask. Well, he had those Pandora are apps. running. Oh, he had Pandora running yeah. in the background. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, but yeah so that, and that'll bring um, threaded Mail... You know, oh, multiple, unified inbox, multiple inbox. exchange Hooray. accounts, all, all that yeah. stuff Plus that we Game now, Center. all stuff that we now yeah. take for granted on the iPhone, and, and that we we grumble about when we switch the yeah. iPad. Yeah, why is it? Why is it this calendar syncing? Oh, right, right. I, it's not it doesn't over the support air. those right. yet. Right. Yeah. So um, I was, you know, he threw it out there. There wasn't anything new. I was kind of hoping that with a with the iPad version of 4.0, we might see some iPad specific features. Maybe those are yet to come, or maybe they're just not going to be there. Maybe yeah. we're going to have to wait until an, the next iPad yeah. and a, and another iPad. Perhaps. Even if it was just getting multitasking and some of the features, oh, I know, I would be ecstatic. It's great. iPad users wait. will yes. rejoice. November yeah. can't wait. Can't wait. Um, so. What have I missed? Have I missed anything? Have we in our in our nearly fifty minutes of of chattering? Have we have we left anything out? We already covered the I, the iPod Classic. We didn't leave it out. Mm-hmm. Unlike Steve Jobs, we didn't leave it out. Only one game demo. One game demo, which was the guys who do um, Gears of War, right? Yeah, and so, they had and that, that was crazy kind of sword. Just having one demo instead of a parade of a parade of AP, the API something, something about they swords. And yeah, it was disemboweling. Swords. Yeah, got a, a dude like stuck his sword into the chest of a demon and killed him on stage. Oh. That was kind of cool. Oh yeah, that's right. Lady Gaga was on on screen too. Lady Gaga was yeah. there too, and Chris Martin from Coldplay um, showed us that he isn't really very good at playing the piano. No, his piano technique is terrible. But uh, you know, but an entertaining chap. He's an entertaining chap, he Chris. Is, if you're listening, love you, babe. Yeah, and I love everything you do. And it's not just because your daughter is named Apple that that you got invited. No, but just because you probably a sold, little bit more. You probably you sold more it. more songs and albums on iTunes than any other artist. I, I yeah. think perhaps they have, but but we can quibble over his piano technique. But he was very funny actually yeah, in talking about funny. how he had a new song that he was going to do, and it was Coldplay 2.6. 2.6 yeah. And that it had many new features, including seven chords, 
including one chord that their competitors had not yet come up with that had been designed by Johnny Ive called the I chord. The I chord. No, I minor, I believe. Oh, I minor. I minor. It was the key of I minor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. That was very funny. But he was, yeah, he was kind of hammering away at the piano. And, and Steve asked yeah. him for a third song. I, generally, you get two songs. Oh, it was a command performance. Yeah. Steve, like, waved his hands and was like, do another, do another. And it's all right, we're... You know, all right, Steve, I'll do it for you. Because yeah. I think musical artists generally love Apple because of what Apple they, has done for sell, the sell, sell, sell. music industry. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we have, before we leave, we should say something about the stream, which I thought. Yes, um, please do. It, I saw it in HD because I was there in person. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was, <laughs> it was in it 3D also. It was, yes, so it was in 3D. It was very pretty. I mean, I remember good, the days yeah. when they used to stream and it was just god awful. And yeah, we there, did, did you have connection problems? No, no, we actually watched over Wi-Fi on an iPad. Huh. We, had, we had an iPad set up, set up between us on our desk and we were just nice. both watching. And yeah, it was and it, very was, it would stutter. Uh, I think we had times. a couple of times where it locked up and we'd have to restart. Well, yeah, it would – not the iPad, but – Right. The, it would, it would kind of just stop and go back to the beginning and then we just hit refresh on the web page and then it picked up right where it left off. But I was monitoring the uh, reader comments the entire time. Yes. All 2,000 of them. Yes. That was and, my command. Sorry and, about that. Um, <laughs> Somebody had to do it. And we, there were a lot of complaints from people who said that they, they would stop or it would stutter or it would reset. So clearly there, it wasn't smooth sailing for everyone. But right. Imagine the demand. Yeah. 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 It had to be huge demand. But I just thought the production – value of was so nicely done I mean, you look at it and it you know he's doing this live and yeah. it just it just shows you how well prepared he is how beautiful the technology is that they they use yes there was some stuttering in the stream but i really hope they continue to do this for each one of these events it's enjoyable to watch it makes our job easier at least back sure. at the office um and then, I, I'm hoping for the day where I can just kick back and not do anything, just sit there and enjoy a, a Steve Jobs presentation instead of writing frantically. Didn't you enjoy my lovely photos? I thought they were beautiful, and they gave you Wi-Fi. And they did give us Wi-Fi yes. because because after the debacle at WWDC yeah. where everybody brought their own little wireless mm -hmm. uh, devices in order to get on the internet, they actually – at the Yerba Buena Theater, they don't actually even have Wi-Fi. So Apple carted in its own Wi-Fi network and set it up so yeah. that we would all have it. And it worked and, perfectly and it worked throughout flawlessly. the event. That's what we use. So full credit to Apple. And I'm with you, Chris. I think – Apple should – people were saying, oh, you know, what does this mean for live blogging and all that? Apple totally should do these yeah. events live. People want to see what Apple has to say. Why would Apple not want to reach them other than, yeah, the logistics yeah. and the complexity and the, the cost of doing it? But totally worth it, I think. So mm -hmm. I'm glad yeah. they're doing it. I hope they keep doing it. And as for us, look, our live coverage, we can be a supplement where you're watching our commentary while you're seeing what Steve has to say. Lots of people are in places that can't get the live video. Right. Their work blocks it or they're working and they can afford to have a text window open, but they're not going to have a video open and pay attention to it for two hours. So we serve a purpose there. And in the end, if what we do is shift gears a little bit and make it a little more about our analysis of what's going on and a little less of me typing verbatim quotes from yeah. Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. that's okay too. So we'll yeah. adapt. And um, But I think it's the right call by Apple to, to say, look, there's demand. Everybody cares about this. Why should we make everybody go through the hoops of an intermediary in the press? I mean, right. If I were Apple, I would say, let's get the press out of this. Let's just do it ourselves because then it, you know, there, there's no snarky commentary about what Steve says. There's just Steve and his right. reality distortion They so much better control field. the message that they're delivering because Absolutely. here it is. And as you say, for us – 
we don't have to try to transcribe what Steve is saying. Instead, we can concentrate on, well, what does this mean? And that's right. where our value mm-hmm. comes in. Right. And we were able to take reader questions today and answer them in real time. Which, which we, would we would not have, have done, done if right. we were focused on right. having we'd it say, just well, trans- I have no idea. Jason, what do you and, know? And, of course, yeah. you know, all these Apple keynotes, they are available to watch and download later, a couple right. hours after the event. So not everybody needs the the live you know a lot of people would be ha- are still happy with that so it's not that Apple hasn't made the presentations available yeah. so this is the first no, time in, this is the first it's, time it's in like a de- what, like a decade yeah I think it's like six or seven years yeah so it's it's you know it's been, and a lot of people read into that they said oh they're they're doing some streaming For stuff eight that, years that must mean that Apple's going to unle- unleash some kind of you know streaming music service although the well, Apple TV was all about yeah streaming. well these are the same people that get the invitations and they try to steam them off in the yes. hope that there's a secret what was underneath. inside the cutout of the oh, I tried the guitar. just I tried to steam mine off and all I got was a steamy screen there you go on my computer uh, all right so any final thoughts before we go we've we've managed to fill an hour of your time thank you listener for for listening to that anything listener. yes <laughs> our one thank you I'm going to be optimistic and say listeners okay <laughs> all right I, I was I was sort of speaking generally to each listener individually hello dear listener we appreciate your patronage I think your. as much as I wanted to see unicorns um, and have make something out of Apple's acquisition of Lala and that Everything is going to stream. And won't I didn't that know be they great? put the unicorns on that. Yeah, they, yeah they're unicorns. <laughs> they're in there North too. Carolina with the uh, data center. That's right. I'd hope that that, that, that would so happen. But when I look at my expectations, it's like, yes, this would be really cool. And I think eventually Apple will do that. But it wasn't yes. this time. This event was about providing holiday products, which they did. Yes. They're compelling holiday products. People are going to buy this stuff. It's kind of your typical September music event. Right. And, um, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's going to be a lot of iPods sold. In the next two months. No. Yeah. Well, I, know, I know it's a tough tough prediction, but I'm, well, I'm sticking The holiday it. quarter is usually 21, 22 million iPods around there. That's usually that that spike. So we'll, we'll see how that uh, turns out in a couple months. But they're going to sell a lot. What about the Apple TV? They're going to sell a lot of those? They're going to sell more of them. More of them. I, I think they'll sell more of this one than if they had kept the other one. But I don't think they're going to sell huge amounts. And go, I think they'll sell more multiples. So I'll I think go, people will buy two or right. three. I'll go to my, my prediction for the Apple TV, actually, which is um, – isn't that nice? I, I just totally redefined the question I asked you, and I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to answer Perfect. a completely different question. Host's prerogative. Thank you, Chris, for You're very welcome. allowing me to it's do that. Um, Apple TV next year will be a huge, I predict, huge holiday seller because in the intervening 12 months, they will put out a developer kit – for mm-hmm. iOS developers, which they probably didn't have time to do this year, right? To get it out there by the end of September and have developers have written apps for it that are available in the holiday season would have been kind of tough. And I bet they decided, you know what? It's going to happen too fast. We're not going to do it. Next year, if there's an Apple TV like the one we saw today and it's got apps on it from an app store, including game apps, that could be the hot tech product for the holidays. So not this year. But next year, watch for it. That's yeah. my. That's Let's my just hope that in the prediction. interim, all these other competitors don't beat them to the punch. Well, yeah. I mean, it's tough though because they're the ones who've got all the iOS game developers, right? Yeah. And then, right. and it's the console. Their competitors in that space are like the console mm-hmm. makers. I mean, is is Roku going to come up with a game? I mean, no. the only thing that could happen is if Google right, took to Android the Google Logitech box and put and right. put. It, and even there, you know, Android games versus iOS games, Apple has that. So, so I think the word for the day then is groundwork. Groundwork. That's your secret word. Mention it in the comment thread attached to this uh, this post on Macworld.com and you will win a no prize. And that means you will win no prize. 
groundwork is the secret word. And with that, as the host, I believe I have to make the uh, bring the proceedings to a close. That's part of my job, right, Chris? Part of your job. Yeah. All right. So. In that case, for September 1st, 2010, I like saying the date because I'm the host and I get to say the date. This is Jason Snell with Macworld and the Macworld Podcast thanking guest Christopher Breen. Thank you. Guest Dan Frakes. Thank you, Jason. Special guest star John Seth. It was musically delicious. And we are laying the groundwork. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Macworld Podcast. Chris will be back next week to be your host, and he will have all the power to do whatever he wants. Until then, see you later.